up, Wizards fans? Welcome to the Off the Bench podcast presented by the Alibaba Group. Today's episode features conversations between Dave Johnson, the radio voice of the Washington Wizards, with the team's new head coach, Wes Unseld Jr., and general manager, Tommy Shepard. Today's episode is brought to you by Capital One. First, Dave's conversation with Coach Unseld, where they discuss Unseld's career journey, the significance of being hired in D.C., and much more. It is so great to, to, to see you back here. As I said, uh, you went away, but you never were away. Uh, our, our hearts were together. We were all rooting for Wes. He's going to be a head coach one day. He's going to be a head coach one day. And little do we know it would be here. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, are you, are you enjoying just this day? The wins and losses are going to come. Right. But uh, your wife, your children, your mother, your sisters there, are, are you yeah. able to, as your head spins, actually enjoy this day? I think it's hard to process because uh, there's so much that goes into it. Um, I think th- there'll be a moment tonight, you know, where uh, you know I'm gonna lay there with eyes wide, unable to sleep, and kind of just look back and wow, this is an incredible moment. Um, right now, it's just the you know the rat race that uh, is the media day, so to speak. But you know, I think it'll hit me at some point where it really sinks in that uh, a you're one of 30 in the world and B, it's here at home. Now, again, you're here because you paid your dues. Right. As I mentioned, you even had dinner with me at training camp once, so you, you definitely <laughs> paid your dues. But you're with the franchise that your, your, your father basically made his life work right. in, in so many ways. Uh, how do you put that in perspective? It, you know, it's, it's happenstance. You know, we were talking uh, previously where, yeah, I felt like it would happen that I would have an opportunity to be a head coach in this league. Never in my wildest dreams I thought it would be here. Um, it's just one of those things that, whether, whether it was destiny, who knows. But um, I'm certainly glad it was, because it's that much more special. And as you come back after being away, your perspective, because things have changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Even the practice court we're talking in mm-hmm. has changed. There's, there's a separate arena right. now. Uh, there's more analytics involved. Your thoughts on that, just how this franchise has grown from the time you've left? Well, I think it just, it, it's trended with the modern era uh, in sports in general. Well, I think the, uh, uh, being with different franchises, you kind of see you know, different things that you know, various teams do, but those trends seem to carry. And I think you know, we're seeing that play out around the league. Um, part of that is the practice facility. Um, whether it's, yeah, it's the useful tool for, for our guys. It's, it's a place, uh, a sanctum, so to speak, but it's also a recruiting tool. And, and all of those things, those things matter when it comes to being competitive in this league. I've never met a bad coach in the <laughs> NBA because it's, it's hard work yeah. to be an assistant. Uh, every team has the plays they work. It's, it's, it's a competitive league, amazingly competitive league. So is it the relationships that you're able to build with the players? And, and that's, uh, I imagine, the most special, but also mm-hmm. can be, uh, there's no playbook for that. No, it isn't. And, it's, and there's no... Uh, Universal trigger. There are no, there's no button that you can push, and, and it works for every individual. So I think that's where those those are individual relationships, finding ways to reach a guy, to find that commonality, um, get the buy-in that you need to have success on the floor. X's and O's. I think you know these guys have played for years. It's what they do. Uh, that part's easy. Um, managing the people is, what, is what's probably most difficult. Again, you've done all the work, as we just said, the scouting and, and A to Z and. Um, do you ever find yourself going back 
to when you were just uh, in the locker room with your dad, mm -hmm. and you're watching how maybe they're motivating a, I don't know, Kevin Porter, I'm just throwing <laughs> a name out there. Do you ever draw on that as you're coaching, uh, or maybe subconsciously? Because right. I, I can only imagine what it was like to be a kid in a locker room and, and seeing some of the best players. Well, I think it's twofold, because he saw the conversations he had with his staff and, had, and how those same conversations were articulated to the player. I think you see that stark divide, and that's the nature of the game. Um, so it, it, it is one thing to see, you know, to go downstairs in the basement, and he had a little film room set up, sit there and kind of watch film, and he would just speed through it because it was just automatic for him, and I'm trying to catch up, and I couldn't. Um, and now I, I see myself in the same light. Um, and having those kind of out-of-body experiences with my son, you know, who's now six years old, hanging out in the locker room or, you know, in the hallway watching players go by, messing around on the practice court, you know. I remember being in that, in, in those shoes. Uh, so it's, uh, like I said, once again, come full circle, all of it. Um, it's really, uh, really special. We just talked about relationships. So you come into a team where Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal mm -hmm. are, are your anchors. Have you had conversations with them or, or just your thoughts on that? Because those are two strong anchors. Yeah, no, uh, I thought I had great conversations with both guys. Um, and the best part about it was, you know, um, we were able to challenge each other. Um, and I, I think we're you know, in alignment with vision. I think they, uh, they understand what's necessary for us to take the next step. Uh, so I think right then and there, there there's, there's buy-in. Uh, so now you just got to figure out, all right, well, now do we go, where do we go from here? And I think it starts, you know, sooner than later because, you know, this, this process is kind of played out into late July. Um, we're not going to have a whole lot of time between now and uh, September 27th, media day, um, and the preseason. Now, as you look at this team, uh, everybody talks defense, talks defense. There's not a magic answer. There's no. not a magic pill. No, it isn't. So how do you go about uh, with that culture? Uh, some well, of your ideas on that. Well, I think part of it is the, it's not necessarily, uh, you know, what you're doing, and sometimes it's who's doing it. Um, and I think we get caught up as coaches in looking at just all the, all the external metrics of, well, this should work, this is working for these top, you know, four or five defensive teams, but how does that now equate to your roster? Uh, so doing what's right doesn't mean it's right for your group. Uh, and, I, and I think that's something, you know, myself, you know, staff collectively, uh, the, our analytics department, kind of looking at um, and then working backwards. Uh, I think there's also input from your players because uh, they're the ones that have to do it, you know, and what do they like, how do they feel? Um, all of that kind of comes into how uh, you come up with your, your, your overall schemes. Why do you like this job as, as a head coach? And, and what are you most excited about? Because you get nice ties with it. You, you look great. <laughs> but it, it's hard work. What, it, what, it is hard work. Why do you like it uh, still? Right. And now you have the opportunity of a lifetime. What are you most excited about? Well, I think, you know, you, you look at the roster composition. And, and like I said before, you, I don't think we're that far away. So you have a lot of young talent. You have two, you know, high caliber players, MVP, future Hall of Famer. Uh, I think it's, you know, an all-star. You have those guys who, you know, I think can take another step. Uh, you also have a young core who, uh, they're just scratching the surface. So I, I think their potential is limitless. Um, and, I, and I think you mix the right pieces with the, both those groups. I think we're, uh, we're gonna be uh, tough to beat. Welcome home and uh, at least give me one dinner. I'll go out with you one time. <laughs> uh, as many as you like, Dave. Thank you. Next, we
We've got Dave's conversation with general manager Tommy Shepard, where they discuss the Wizards hiring process, how Coach Unselt separated himself from the group, and more. General Manager Tommy Shepard, uh, your thoughts. Uh, it's, it's now get ready, get set, go. You've got a head coach in place, and, and it's a name we all know and love uh, in this town, but there was more to the story than that. I think certainly what our job was was to identify the very best person to be the head coach of the Washington Wizards. We went through a very thoughtful, thorough, thorough process, and then we landed on Wes. I think we are very excited for the future. He's very prepared. He's meticulous. He's a great communicator, great collaborator. And oh, by the way, he also has a tie to DC, to this franchise's history. And that meant the world to me. I want someone that loves this franchise as much as I do and, and where we think we can be. And, and I think that was just a perfect marriage uh, from, from the standpoint of head coach, general manager relationship, the partnership. But certainly this is something that he learned through 20 plus years of going through the NBA process to be a head coach. He didn't skip steps. He, he started in the video room went through scouting, assistant coach, and now he gets a chance to be a head coach, and we couldn't be more thrilled. As you mentioned, it really is, oh, by the way, the name. It's great that the name is back in the, in the family, so to speak. But, but why was he able to convince you? What, what did you say? You know what? Now, now he's on my radar. Well, I think certainly through the interview process, we looked at some candidates, and really what we know that we need to do more than anything is improve on the defensive side of the ball. And the last three years in Denver, they were top 10 in defense. And the ability to do that, looking at their personnel, uh, showed me that there's somebody, uh, an architect somewhere in there that was helping that defense because that's not necessarily synonymous with Denver. But then you look, and they, they've been in top 10 defensively for the last three years. I know our personnel is different than Denver's, but certainly I think some of the fundamentals that, that Wes st uh, stressed to us in the process, I think he'll be able to execute here. And off offensively, they were top 10 as well. And as you know, to win an NBA championship, most teams – throughout history have been top 10 on both sides of the ball. So it's, uh, he's got a good familiarity from a winning program. Certainly other places he's been, he's worked with elite players. So I think he'll fit in perfectly here. And, and he is someone, as, as I've discussed with him, he, he really likes this roster. And now, yeah. obviously, if you're going to get a job with a team, you're probably going to say that. But since he really is so thrilled with the combination of veterans and, and the young players, as he described to you what he would do with this roster, did, did that also excite you? Oh, absolutely. You know, we have young players, certainly, but there's some proven veterans with Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. But when you add Rui Hachimura, Denny Avdia, and we have Daniel Gafford, Thomas Bryant, a veteran in, in Davis Bertans, I think you like the, the parts that were there that are returning. We'll look at all of our free agents, but where Russ really won us over was his ability to be creative on both sides of the ball, looking at the personnel we have, but certainly almost agnostic of our personnel this is just fundamentally this is how he likes to play and I think it resonated with us and it's a credit to everyone who applied it was interested that you talked to you went through 20 some yeah. uh, applicants um, it, 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 just some of the things that that made him stand out to the point that he is now the head coach of the Washington Wizards because that sounds like a hard process interviewing it certainly is. What really starts to differentiate people is their ability to communicate, to break down film, to draw up plays, certainly the X's and O's of basketball, but their ability to, to have authentic relationships with players. And just hearing from different people, all walks of life, that have worked with Wes over the years, certainly validated what we were seeing. Uh, we did very deep dives on every single candidate. And 
Wes was a difficult one for me, quite honestly, because we worked together previously and we sat across from each other. We've been dear friends, and, but at the same time, I had to remove all personal uh, values from it and just say, okay, who's the very best person for the Washington Wizards? And we, went, we put everybody through a very long process intentionally. We just wanted to find the very best person for the Wizards. And as we went through all the candidates and went through second rounds and interviews, and the, the person started to appear to us, and it was Wesley. How much joy then is in your heart? Because you, you worked with him, you, you knew him, and then as he's going through this process, you're thinking, you know what, this guy has really grown. Uh, he is, he's different from when I first met him, and, and the emotions that go with that. Absolutely, I was just impressed, Dave, to be honest. We're, we're the time that we've been apart, his ability to branch out and, and really uh, take on more responsibility, both sides of the ball, uh, coaching in the NBA is, is no longer uh, a one great person rule. That, that You have to collaborate as a head coach, you have to manage your staff, you have to have very proficient assistant coaches. And Wes and I bonded over one thing for sure. I was in this business for a very long time as an assistant. And you prepare for that job uh, and you know that when that day comes, you'll be able to go up and execute it in the vision that you always had. And I think I really, uh, Wesley and I both really bonded over the fact that, he, you know, he was 20 plus years as an assistant coach too. And we, we compared a lot of our notes and a lot of our experiences and said, hey, why not? Let's put this together, together and, and moving forward. And so there was a lot of parallels in our experiences, our walks, but certainly the hardest job in any franchise in the NBA is the head coaching job. And that job's going to need a great deal of empathy. And I think that's something we have here. Always appreciate the time, Ty. Great to see you down the day.